Welcome to This Week in Windy City. Today we'll be taking a deep dive into the Windy City Thunderbolts over the last seven days. High deep drive out to left. Axel Johnson turns and runs. And he watches that one go. Bolts have the lead right back in the top of the ninth. And we'll get you prepped for the upcoming seven-day stretch with your hosts, Alexa Harley. Any analysis on that? I, I couldn't see it that well, but, you know, it was caught. And Andrew Mild. I was always a dill pickle guy, and some people give me some disgusted looks when I tell them that. They don't really care for the dill pickle. I don't understand why. This is This Week in Windy City. Welcome back, Thunderbolts fans. I'm Alexa Harley alongside Andrew Mild, and this is the sixth episode of This Week in Windy City, where we bring you all things Thunderbolt baseball in hopefully 10 or 15 minutes. And today we got some positives to talk about. I feel like this will be a very positive episode compared to maybe some others. Bolts are on a four-game win streak. They swept Schaumburg through the series in Evansville. Andrew, you were at the last two games out in Schaumburg. What did you like? Uh, I really like the bullpen. The bullpen has really put it together. They had an ERA of 0.39 uh, in the last 20 outings, I believe it is. And their lights out. Ryan Harrow really stepped in after uh, Brian Ketchy struggled because of the weather conditions yesterday. And Kyle Johnson locked the door. Um, it was really nice to see. And then the hitting was a lot better. The Bulls were slugging. They hit, uh, they hit a bunch of home runs. I'm trying to think the exact number, but it was a good amount. They hit. Bray Martinez hit his first yesterday. Rob Weisheyer hit one. Zach Taylor hit one. So I want to say it was six home runs in three games, which the Bolts haven't been able to do all year. So it was really nice to see. And it was a big sweep because now they have the tiebreaker over Schaumburg if it were to come down to that. Well, yeah, now they went from being about eight games back to five games back. And that's a huge jump, especially with them not facing Schaumburg again for the rest of the season. So that series is pretty much vital to keeping the Thunderbolts still in the race for first place and then the race for postseason because all they have left now is they'll play Joliet in September, but they will play Lake Erie in a few weeks. So they don't have that much divisional baseball left. So capitalizing on every game against a division opponent is so imperative when it comes to the postseason. Right, right. And that's what me and Terry uh, down and talked about on the broadcast was that you needed to win this. So if it comes down to it and – you, you have that in your hands. You don't have to worry about that for the rest of the year. It's just now that they don't play Schomburg again, it's going to come down to the Bolts continuing to stay hot and for the Boomers to stay where they're at. The Boomers have opened up the month one and six, the Bolts six and one. And I asked uh, Connor Onion, the voice of the Thunderbolts, believe or make believe the Bolts have a winning month. And he believed it. And I, I'm believing it now after seeing them sweep the Boomers for the second time at Wintrust Field. I think that one of the biggest reasons that I think they were able to sweep Schaumburg and it's more, it's more of a mental thing is the fact that the night before they traveled to Schaumburg, there was that walk-off home run from Dan Robinson. And there hasn't been a walk-off home run at Ozinga field. There really hasn't been a walk-off home run in general for the Thunderbolts. So to have that to one clinch the series against Evansville, but to boost you going into Schaumburg, I think says a lot about how one, momentum plays such a role in this team but how they're never really out of it just when you think they're down for the count you know they're back in it well i i even said 
uh, on the broadcast yesterday. If the Bolts get hot and surpass Lake Erie and Schaumburg and win the Central Division, go to the playoffs, it's going to come down to that Dan Robinson walk-off home run that really mm-hmm. sparked the team. And it's what it really came down to is something that you and I had talked about, is if the bullpen's going to be there and if situational hitting is going to be a key factor. And Peyton Robertson was Mr. Clutch. We, me and Terry dubbed him that. Uh, he had the big three-run homer to open up the series that set the table for the Bolts to win seven straight games at Wintrust Field, which I think we should just go back there and then rename it Win City Field because they won seven straight games there. You, you make an excellent point, Andrew. And I'm going to go back <laughs> to that, that Robinson home run because at that point it was tied 1-1 in the ninth. And, I, and I, like, I'm standing in the dugout thinking – just from the history of how the Thunderbolts have played tied games. There's been one home run derby that was in Adozinga field. So I'm thinking ahead, like there could be a home run derby tonight. We haven't seen one. This is a Zynga field. This isn't a home run hitters ballpark. How long is this going to take until there's a winner? Because this ballpark just doesn't play well for home runs. And even though you're the home team, it's not like you're hitting bombs every night. And I remember thinking, looking at the line, looking to see who was due up. If one person was going to end this game, Thunderbolts, it was Dan Robinson, money man Dan, making fans all kinds of money all year. I mean, that was – that once it was off the bat, I mean, you knew it was gone. The second it hit the bat. You know what was money? Is I, I predicted it perfectly before it happened. I don't know if you throw the clip in here, but Taylor Wright, who was pitching, uh, kept throwing change-ups, and I said mm-hmm. – well, if, if all the Bolts need here is for a change of the float middle in on Dan Robinson, he turns on it, sends it over the wall, and we can go home. And that's exactly what he got. Taylor Wright kept going to his change-ups and one hung up on uh, Dan Robinson and went middle in, and lefty hitters have always crushed that pitch uh, throughout history. And he has sneaky power. Uh, he got all barrel, and uh, I asked him about it. He goes, yeah, I knew it was gone once it left the bat. He goes, I just went to admire it a little bit. <laughs> So let's switch our focus over to pitching. You talked about the bullpen being almost lights out the past few weeks, but the starters have also had their own success. They've been going deeper into the game. They've given up less home runs than they did in June. Brian Ketchy, the newest guy to step into that starting rotation, he used to play for Schaumburg. He got to pitch against his former team. What I like about Brian Ketchy I think is the simplest, like the simple way that he approaches the mound. When you ask him what he's going to go out there and do, it's a very simple approach. He's like, I'm just going to go out there, strike guys out, not putting a lot of pressure on myself. And I think that mentality has really, we've seen that. Right. And I think that's sort of what Brian Smith has been trying to tell his guys from the very beginning, uh, because he gets a lot of guys that throw strikes, don't allow a lot of free passes. And Brian has brought in some athletes, like some mm-hmm. serious athletes to play the field. Donovan Williams has made some great plays over at second. Uh, Peyton Robertson can cover some ground at third. And we've seen the outfield. It's, it's, it's incredible to watch them play. Dan Robinson out in the right, Richards in center, and Rick Houston. I mean, he may not take the best route, but somehow manages to catch the baseball, which is the name of the game once you're playing the outfield. So I think just having the confidence to know that your defense is going to back you up is going to help you win down the stretch. And that's what that, that's what the Bolts didn't have early on in the year. They committed a lot of errors as a team collectively. But when I talked to Brian Smith yesterday, he said, what's happening is a lot of guys are finding their timing 
they're gaining trust in one another. And he goes, it's, it's really enjoyable to watch. And uh, after the Bolts got the win, after playing in the rain and uh, getting to see them play some excellent baseball as of late, Jerry Richards is walking off the field and he goes, Thunderbolts are getting hot, baby. And exactly what, what I was feeling. Uh, it, it's great to watch when, uh, when you and I have talked about it, when everything gels together, this team is really tough to beat. Well, they're like a, they're a classic underdog team, if you ask me. You know, on paper, there's nobody out there who's just boasting huge numbers. Or there's nothing on paper that makes you go, "I should be afraid of this team." But when they work together as a collective unit, they can put up a lot of numbers on the board. And they can check a lot of guys out, and they can win a lot of games when when everything's working together, when errors aren't being made, when there aren't back to back to back to back walks, they aren't all striking out. You know, they're all putting the ball in play. When all of those elements move together, I mean, they compete. And I mean, we've seen that the past couple of weeks. And I asked Brian Smith kind of along the same lines that you did. Back in June, they went from being 8 and 18 to 12 and 16 in July. Now, that's still a losing record, but I want to highlight just the shift from being 8 and 18, 12 to 16 when you factor in the injuries, the fact that you had two pitchers get called up, the fact that you've been bringing in new guys pretty much almost every day in July to have not only a positive shift your way, but to kind of keep building off of that, I think says a lot about one, the quality of guys that are being brought into this ball club. And the fact that since a lot of them are young, a lot of them are fresh out of college or they were in the draft league, they're all playing with a lot of heart because they're all so fresh. And I think that really works together when you got a few guys who are older, like Rakusen and you got a lot of guys who are younger. I think it all just gels perfectly. Yeah, it's, it's a good mix because you have the young guys that are still raw and still trying to find their way to affiliated ball, but they're collect, they're competing every day. And you mentioned Zach Rakusen, and there's a lot of other veterans that you can throw in there. But Rakusen offers a good veteran presence that can teach guys like, okay, this is what this guy is going to throw in this count to you, and this is what I saw. And this is what, like my one up the bat, this is what his changeup looked like. That's what's really great about this team is that, as you mentioned, Brian brought in a good mixture of veteran guys and rookies that can play together and still build up a team chemistry. And, you know, they, they, I think they still miss some guys that, you know, not with the team anymore, which I think it's a good sign to know that, like, they're going to bring someone in and make them feel as if they're their best friends. Like you talked to, I believe it was Ryan Hare, who came from Cal State Fullerton, mm-hmm. and he said he talked to uh, Kenny Matthews, and he said him and Kenny Matthews instantly became friends because he mentioned he went to Cal State Fullerton, which was uh, enjoyable to, to listen to. I want to go back to what you said about Rakusen because he saved my life on Friday when I was in Schaumburg, Alexa's one and only road game. I was in the dugout at Schaumburg, and they don't have a camera well or any specific area where I would sit and do you know, my work. So I just thought, like, I'll just go off like the very far left corner of the dugout, like out of their way, do my work. Game hasn't even started. Like national anthem hasn't even been played. And Zachary Houston came up to me and he was like, just so you know, last time we were here, there was a giant spider, like right where you're standing. And I was like, say less. <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> go on the other side. No, I have so I want to shout out to Zachary Houston for us. Potentially saving me from screaming like, like a girl in the dugout if I saw a spider. Yeah, at least Zachary Houston uh, was protecting you from spiders. I, I guess that was uh, not in the memo when you go to Schomburg. 
No, I mean, you think I would like, I mean, I guess like spiders don't scare me that much because me and my uh, roommate Shelby, I have to kill all the spiders. Like I'm the man around the apartment. So like, I really should be okay with it. But right. if it's a big spider, no, that's, that's above my pay grade. Well, uh, I remember that happened to me when I was in high school. I left my, my buddy's house and he called me back. He goes, well, how far are you? So I'm about five minutes down the road. Why? He goes, you got to come back and kill this giant bug that, that's in my room. And I was like, Okay, I come back to the little leaf bug. No joke, not not too big at all. Uh, I killed it, and I said, "What what would have happened if I threw it at you?" And he said, "You wouldn't be invited back to my house." So, um, uh, safe to say, I've not thrown the bug at him because uh, I'm currently in his car right now on the way to Minnesota to catch a Twin Sox game. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that as we move from one baseball team to another baseball team. As you're on your way to go to the Twins and Sox, one final thought from you before Windy City heads to Florence this week? Uh, if, if the both teams stay hot and continue to win games and pray that Schaumburg can continue to stay cold to start the month off. The Bolts' bullpen has been phenomenal. They Brian has confidence in all his guys, and uh, the Boomers are heading in a different direction with their bullpen. They have a collective ERA of 6.53, so it's not getting any better. And hopefully the Bolts can continue to slug and drive in runs at big situations. Couldn't have said it better myself. Andrew and I are going into our last week working for the team. It's sad. It's almost bittersweet. We're working our last couple of games this weekend before he and I head back to school for our senior years. But we're looking to still continue the podcast, even though we won't be in Windy City. We're going to try and keep up with it. We're not sure if we'll have an episode for you next Monday, as I will be deep into my 15-hour drive back to Gainesville. Andrew will be moving into his dorm apartment You've told me about it. Dorm apartment. It's, it's, an, it's style. apartment style. Apartment style living is what they described yeah. it as at good old Butler University in Indianapolis. All right. Well, for Andrew and myself, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.